Welcome to Gapology Radio Podcast with authors Mark Tinas and Brian Brockhoff. We can be reached at gapology.org and our books can be found at amazon.com. Hey everybody, welcome back to Gapology Radio Podcast. Something that I'd like to mention before we give Mark a call and get rolling is that we are available to help you and your organization by providing Gapology certification workshops that are tailored to your team your industry, and specifically to the actual gaps that you're experiencing. We've worked with organizations of all sizes and have helped drive increased performance. Simply contact us at gapologist at gmail.com, and we'll reach out to see how we can help. Okay, so let's get to this week's podcast. I'll give Mark a call. Hey, Brian. Hey, how's it going this week? Good, how are you? Good, good. What are you up to? I'm in Denver visiting uh, my kids and uh, one of my favorite uh, shed companies, that's cool. Love those guys. Enjoying your visit? Yeah, yeah, it's been good. Yeah, been good. 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 What do you have for us this week? Well, I think we need to talk about the importance gap. So, yeah, good. If you're ready, I'm going to jump right in. Yeah, let's do it. So, in, in all of our work uh, in gapology with leaders, the, the importance gap really stands out. And for any of you that don't know, the importance gap is the gap between knowing and knowing the importance of it. So the importance gap falls right in the lap of leaders. If your team has an importance gap, you are the issue. You need to clarify. You need to be clear on expectations, on your communication, and on your prioritization. So it is a huge gap, and uh, leaders uh, can't blame the team for it. They've got to take ownership of it, and, and they can close it. So one of the most amazing statistics that we found in in the Gapology research was that there was very little gap in the winning leaders in importance. Their team knew what was expected. So we did this index card exercise where we handed teams an index card and had them fill out what was expected of them. And we had the leader fill out a card as well, and then we matched them up to see if the leader's expectations had carried through to the team. And the top performing, the upper 10%, what we call the A group in our study, had an 87% match rate, which is off the charts. So 87% of the expectations were known by the team. We concluded that was the reason for their top performance. Unfortunately, do you, do you remember the, the bottom 10% and, and what their match rate was on expectations, Brian? Uh, 14. 14%. So the score in the game was 87 to 14. <laughs> it wasn't even fair. Right. And, yeah, I mean, it's crazy. So as leaders, we own that match rate. We own it. And all we know is that when it was 87%, that group fell into the upper 10% of performance. So your team must know what matters for them to perform and reach the expectations that, that you have for them. So I want to dig in a little bit in, uh, on the importance gap. Any, anything to add before we move on? You know, on one of the previous podcasts, we talked about the difference between goals and expectations. I, th- I think it's important if you want to hit on that too real quick. Yeah, yeah. So... Uh, the biggest difference between goals and expectations is that, you know, a goal is a nice to have. It's the shiny object out there that we'd like to hit, but it's really sort of optional. Expectations aren't optional. 
you've got to nail the expectations. So as a leader, when you set expectations, be clear and make sure that they're non-negotiable. They're not optional. Yeah, for sure. So just, just one other point on the clarity of the leader before we jump into the root solutions here. If a leader isn't clear, if the team really doesn't know what's important, if the team really doesn't know what matters, chaos really fills the gap. Leaders that are clear, however, clear on their expectations, clear on what matters, get a much different level of execution because of that. So don't let chaos fill the gap. Be clear on what you expect and don't be the gap as a leader. So we, um, in Gapology, we laid out three root solutions to the importance gap. So a root solution is how you close an importance gap. So the first that I'd like to talk about is expectations, which is what we've been talking about. And this is the biggest differentiator. So if your team is clear on the expectations, that closes the importance gap significantly. So one of the things about expectations, though, that we find to be amiss is that expectations should include both a result component, which might be a metric, a number that the team has got to hit, but they also include the behavior that equals that result, the behavior that gets us to that number. Very important that the team understands both. It's hollow to have just a number. It's not enough to have just a number. The leader must give, demonstrate, help the team achieve habit level in the behavior that achieves that number. And when you get the two combined, the behavior and the result, you achieve the full expectation and you can sustain that ongoing. Uh, thoughts, Brian? Yeah, and I think with the um, expectations, it needs to be specific, it needs to be measurable, it needs to be something that's very tangible. Um, I, a lot of times I see leaders set uh, result expectations, you know, I, I want to see you improve in this, or I want to see you, your team get better in this, um, but that's not measurable. You know, you have to be able to look at it and, and take measurement of it. I was with them. Uh with a leader this week and uh, after the leader set expectations with uh, a small group of five, they asked for feedback from the group and had the group walk them back through the expectations. There were gaps and they, the leader was able to close those gaps through this debrief process around expectations. So by having the team repeat it back, walk through what they heard. You know, the leader owns what the team heard, not what the leader thinks they said. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, and that, that's, that's, uh, there's such a difference between the two. We often live in this alternate reality where we think everybody understood what we said. That's just not how it is. Right. One thing I wanted to say here that, that impacted my leadership, and I think you, you remember uh, a few of these stories, Brian, is we have found on teams underperformers who became top performers once they were clear on the expectations. So lowest person on the team rated by results became top performer once they were clear on the expectations. So the leader just wasn't clear, hadn't got through to this person, hadn't hadn't verified that they were clear on the expectations. Once clear, they became the top performer. So I would ask all of you leaders out there, identify your underperformers right now, 
go spend time with them, clarify expectations, and see if you can move their results. Sometimes it's just your lack of clarity, their lack of understanding of the expectations that will change everything for them. Yeah. Uh, any anything to add there, Brian? I know you are familiar with some of those examples. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. You know, really, the team's behavior is really a reflection of your leadership. It's really, you know, we always say you need to look in the mirror. All you need to do is look at the behavior of your team. That's really the reflection of your leadership. There's the mirror. Yeah, just observe. The great leaders, you're bringing up an excellent point. It wasn't in my notes. The great leaders that we've seen spend a lot of time just observing the behavior of their team. If you observe the behavior of your team, you know whether you're clear. Right. That, that's a great point, Brian. Thank you for that. Sure. So that, that's, that's one of the big root solutions there, expectations. The second root solution is communication. So we found that the top performing leaders really assume nothing and they over communicate. So when something matters, they have a variety of different ways of communicating it to ensure that the team got it. And they get feedback to ensure that the team got it. They don't just say, well, Brian, I think you got the email, didn't you? <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't clear. I, I thought I texted you. Uh, you know, they, they don't live in that world. They they confirm that the team is clear. Their communication is clear, and they assume nothing. We had a we had an example with one of our clients that did a lot of conference calls. So they they had a, a Monday call nationwide, and they talked about very important stuff that had to be acted upon that week. So every week the call was urgent, it was uh, important, it was a big deal, and you needed to take these actions. Well, as they traveled the country and visited the different locations that had been on the conference call, they were constantly frustrated with the fact that what they talked about on that Monday call was not executed. So we changed one little thing in their conference call structure, and we call it random recaps. We simply inserted into the call every 15 minutes a random recap. So the leader of the call would say, okay, we've talked for 15 minutes. We've, we've laid out some significant actions that you must take. Brian, can you walk me back through your notes and tell us what those actions are? And they would at random pick on somebody to verify the note-taking. So what do you think happened to their note-taking, Brian? They got better. They got great at it. Yeah, they got a lot better. Notes became uh, significant. Uh, the other thing that they did, and it was it was an embracing environment. It wasn't it wasn't a gotcha, but um, it, it if you weren't taking notes and you weren't on the call when they called your name, you know, you, you were putting the company at risk because you weren't going to execute the things that were talked about. So every fifteen minutes, they just stopped and recapped recap the notes. Sometimes there'd be things missing from the notes and they would ask the team to fill in the gaps and have a conversation around it. And at the end of it, they had a good set of notes and they were clear. They saw their execution improve dramatically through the one tactic of random recaps. This is all about leaders assuming nothing. You cannot assume that the conference call was effective. You need to know that the conference call was understood. One other thing I want to mention under communication that really impacted uh, 
me was the the three steps that that we're teaching now and I, I want if if you can write these down uh, folks please do so so we found that there's three steps in communicating to create action so we found that the leaders that communicate sequentially in this manner are much much more effective so the first step is tell the team what they need to know so let's say you're making a, a procedural change give them the facts tell them what they need to know here here's the change that we're making it's effective this date and here are the details of it tell them what they need to know the second step is to tell them why it matters if you tell them why it matters before you tell them what it is they don't have a context to understand why it matters so it doesn't work so it may seem out of order to you it is not the third step then is tell them what they need to do here are the things you need to do so if you if you go in that order what they need to know why it matters and what they need to do you will be dramatically more effective in creating action in your communication uh, thoughts brian you know it really fits in with capology doesn't it knowledge importance and action and what you're doing through the, those random recaps you're, you're actually uncovering knowledge gaps as well so people have filters so when something is communicated to them, they filter it out. Is it important to me? Does it really matter? You, you know, they, they filter those things out and they only remember the things that they really feel are important. Yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. The random recap uncovers gaps that are invisible to the leader without right. the random recap. They don't know. Right. And you really have to anticipate those filters. Know that they're going to occur. Plan for them. Structure your delivery intentionally. Making statements like, write this down, this is important, remember this, take action on this. Those types of statements bring importance to your message. Yeah, the filters come in, uh, in a lot of different forms. So people have things they don't understand that they may not bring up. That's sort of a filter. They didn't get it. They heard it, but they didn't get it. Uh, they then have context issues. So a newer person versus a veteran may hear something quite differently because of the context. Uh, you then have biases. So people may have a bias that you're unaware of that causes them to hear it differently. So no, that's a great point. All right, so our final uh, root solution is prioritization. This is a where a lot of leaders go wrong. So the biggest gap here is that if everything's important, nothing's important. You've all heard that quote that's not some original thing from gapology but it is so true so as leaders you can't make everything important or nothing is important so you need to narrow it down for your team you may need to narrow it by role our magic number is three we found for whatever reason can't really explain it to you that leaders that had three things that really mattered to them achieved much better execution, and the team understood those three things. So in, in whatever you do, try and find some simplicity in your prioritization and ensure that your team knows what matters. But I can assure you, if 100 things matter, you're not going to get 100 things. So you might as well narrow it down. And three seems to be a magic number. Simplicity really increases execution. So we, we call that the magic three, though. We have found that uh, teams that had three very well-defined priorities, three were very well-defined expectations, out-executed the rest. So the other thing that we found here under prioritization 
and we've been doing a lot of research and work around this, is purpose. So a team that has a purpose, a clear and compelling purpose, an organization with a clear and compelling purpose, where they have defined that purpose down to the role of the individual, to where the individual knows what their part of that purpose is, they have much clearer priorities. Purpose allows you to prioritize. Purpose clarifies the priorities. So I would challenge all of you that if you don't have a clearly defined purpose for your team, for your organization, you need one because it clarifies everything and it closes a lot of gaps and it gives you this tool to make decisions by because the purpose creates a context for, for everything. Teams that have purpose are clear on their priorities. Leaders need to talk about the things that really matter. They need to talk about it first, they need to talk about it last, and they need to talk about it most. Yeah, that's huge. We uh, documented in one of the stories that we've written around purpose that one of the great leaders we know, when they go to visit one of their uh, branches uh, of a financial institution, when, when they walk in the door, after they've greeted everyone, the first thing they ask is, what's our purpose? Walk me through it. And they, so they open with purpose and they, and they gain a quick understanding of that team's knowledge of purpose and, and each of the individual's knowledge of the purpose. And they, they talk through it. And uh, they also then close the visit uh, with that as well. So thank you for, for bringing that up. So I'll, I'll close with this, Brian. Uh, similar to how I started uh, this conversation, the score was 87 to 14 between the winning leaders that were clear on their expectations and those that were not clear. 87 to 14. It wasn't fair. It wasn't a level playing field. But everybody can get to that 87 to 100 if, you're just, if you just close the importance gap by being clear on your expectations and verifying that your team knows it, by being clear in your communication and always ensuring that your team understood what was said, and by being clear on the, on the priorities and, and verifying that the team knows them and keeping it simple and using the, the magic three and not having 100 things matter narrowing it down quite a bit. So that, that's how you close the importance gap. So that, that's how I would, uh, would close this, Brian. Any, any other thought? No, I, I think that's good, Mark. Um, you, you know, you had mentioned in the knowledge gap episode that that's the biggest gap. And I, I definitely agree. The importance gap is one of the hardest gaps because it takes honest look in the mirror to see where, where this gap is being created. Yeah, leave your ego at the door yep. and and own it. Own the importance gap as the leader. Don't blame the team. It's your gap. And uh, close it. Yeah. Close it. Be clear. So. Yep, All right. Perfect. Well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Brian. Thanks, everybody. Okay. Thanks, Mark. We'll talk to you next week. Have a All good right, one. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, everybody. That's it for this week. Remember, if you'd like us to help you in person, we have half-day small group workshops available. Just send an email to us at gapologist at gmail.com. Everyone have a great week. We'll talk to you soon. This has been a Gapology production. Visit us at gapology.org.